just trying to keep myself to just trying to be a better person and a better artist, you know, <laughs> because I feel that I'm not there what I want to be. And every day it's a battle to be better. And I think that's a great mindset to have, I believe, because I spent a few years just doing nothing, you know, just working, getting paid, and that's it. And that's a horrible way to live life, I think. It's not fulfilling, you know. Yeah, fulfilling. I think that's the right word, you know. And we have these ideas of, like, success and, like, becoming successful and whether that is viewed from a place of like, oh, money equals success or a powerful position in a company equals success or, or in government or an organization. But can success mean like fulfillment? If you, if you switch the words, like you're fulfilled by what you're doing every day, by what you are striving for and going for, is that success in and in, in of itself? Or do then... It's almost like when you release the need and the chase for like money and like financial success and you focus on fulfillment, then everything in that realm of finances will make its way towards you in in the in the form of opportunities that will allow you to to take those opportunities and like it's almost like you start attracting what you need or what you desire when you start focusing on fulfillment instead of like receiving this perception from others of like, oh, I'm successful, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I honestly believe that, that people can feel when something is made with soul and when something is just a cynical product and it's a soulless product, right? Like, for instance, the Star Wars movies that Disney released. Even my brother that doesn't follow the, the, the behind the scenes uh, news and stuff like that, he noticed that something was wrong with the Disney movies. And he, he now just hates the franchise, you know, because I, I believe that he felt something that wasn't made with soul. And I believe that when you start making, I don't know, music or art that speaks uh, honestly with yourself, people will, I don't know, feel that frequency, you know? Absolutely. Then, yeah. yeah, because uh, I believe that it happens because it's like even I, when I, when I make an, uh, a personal project, personal art, and I, and I believe that I put myself in that, in that art, I, I see people resonating with, with it more, you know, and that's, that's where fulfillment comes and that's where the, the, the money comes to because if you make something that resonates with people, more people will want to see more of that stuff, and the money comes, and everything just grows together. Absolutely, you can see that a lot. With, you can see that a lot with uh, illustrators on Instagram. You know, they, they keep posting their stuff, and people pay for their patrons, and they keep living their lives the way they want, and that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, and it, it is like that frequency. It's like, what frequency are you putting in to the thing that you're creating? And I think that expands into life in general like even if you're creating a business or um creating like creating to me is like the choices that you're making every day to create the life that you want and so it's like are you mm -hmm. are you facing and uh making your choices from a place of like you said like lower frequency very stuck in the mind very stuck in in anger and 
and depression and sadness and anxiety and stress and worry? Or are you um, working to better yourself every day? Are you filling your heart with the things that fill your heart and in turn Mm -hmm. making those choices that create the reality that is in that higher frequency? And then so I think that like, art specifically like drawing painting writing a book poetry music um any of the classical definitions of art it's like it's kind of like the microcosm of that Oh, we're back. Hey. We're we're back. We're good. We're back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, Yeah. But I was... I was saying like it's like the art is almost like the microcosm of that bigger picture of reality. And so it's like if Mm -hmm. you're... If you're instilling... Uh, higher frequency life habits, as you described, you know, even what you were mentioning, taking cold showers and and meditating and and doing those things, then that is the, the, the frequency that you're making the art in. And so the art is like a a portal of that frequency. So people are going to feel that vibration on the other side. And I think that's like what we're seeing a, a flip and a transformation of in the art and entertainment world right now is people are seeing that they are people before they are artists and it's almost like Mm -hmm. it's almost interchangeable like everyone's an artist because they're a creator and so when you focus on your humanness then your art will Mm -hmm. thrive basically Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah (laughs) Um, it's like and, and it's funny how when you are on a better uh, mindset, everything around you starts to become better too, you know? Because I don't know if people latch on on your positive vibes, but for instance, uh, my family, you know, my father almost died this year due to the diabetes type 2, last year, uh, sorry. And so we, we, we were a bit of a, of a struggling time in the, the beginning of the, the, the year, but when he got better, everyone started to try to make him feel better, uh, eating healthy, you know, trying to get his vitamin D, etc. My mother started to started to take care of him more. And now they're it's all everyone is loving each other, you know, but I feel that since I'm more present here, they are more present too. I don't know if I make sense. But oh, you are, you <laughs> yeah. definitely are for sure. And it's like, it's almost like it doesn't matter what frequency it is, whether it's a, a lower or higher, it's it's um, contagious. And so it's like yeah. the negative or lower frequencies group together, but then the positive mm-hmm. higher frequencies also group together. And so it's like we have a choice, like which, which, are, which vibration and frequency are we choosing to like live our life in and embody? Because then, like you said, the external reality reflects that it starts to change yeah yeah well, there was a time in my life there where it was kind of i'm honestly think that it was an alcoholic because i was drinking a lot for some friends and it was i was in a bad headspace you know just like i said earlier just just living life just working but not 
feeling like I'm doing something uh, worth it, you know? I was just working and then I was going out with my friends and drinking a lot and coming home. And I felt that my relationship with my family wasn't as good and between my mother and my father as well wasn't as good, you know? But now that everything changed and I'm with a beautiful girlfriend, you know, <laughs> everything is just working great, man. That's beautiful, it's so, man. It's so cool to see that, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. I've. I've definitely been there in terms of uh, being in kind of the lower space and, and relying on, on drugs or alcohol and, and all of those kind of like external things to reach for that will fill that, that kind of void within you. You know, it's like, it's like that, that there isn't as much fulfillment in your life. So you're looking for these things like alcohol to kind of like fill that space. But yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's just like a, it's just like an empty black hole, you know, like unless mm -hmm. you start filling it with yourself and like with your own self love per se, then it will always be a hole and nothing will ever to be able to fill that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that time when I was taking alcohol a lot, I, I, I used to watch the Joe Rogan podcast and Jordan Peterson was there one day and he started talking about, you know, that, that personal responsibility that you have, that you should work on yourself before wanting to change the world. And then I started to notice, uh, no, what I was surrounding myself with. And I realized that I should, you know, take the lead and start changing my life. And right now where I am, I'm definitely so much better than it was a few years before. And I hope that I can become better and be a better person until the day I die, you know, because I don't want to get back to that, to that space, you know, to how I was before. That's amazing. That, and it's like, it's almost like we have to go through those spaces to find out that we don't want that, right? And then, and then <laughs> we take the steps to, to move into the space of bettering ourselves every day, of, of being in um, – competition with yesterday's version of ourself and that doesn't even mm -hmm. mean like doing more than we did yesterday but like how are we showing up for ourselves in a more accepting and forgiving space than the person mm -hmm. that we were yesterday and how are we it's almost like rather than doing like how are we being today versus how we were being yesterday our because we're not human doers right we're not human doing mm -hmm. we're human being so so mm -hmm. it's like how are how are we embodying that that sense of being uh in a in a in a higher frequency way than we were yesterday um and so mm -hmm. like do you feel since making those changes that your art has has changed with those those kind of like life habit changes um like what what are the differences that you've seen basically from just being able to go into your creative process and then even with like the the products and the, and the outcome of the art that you're creating like what is what is the comparison between where you were and where you are now and like what are the differences you see or feel uh, feel i guess yeah. right <laughs> Uh, before I was always looking for an easy way, easy way out, you know, uh, just trying to finish the art as, as soon as possible. And I, I worried about the, the quality of the work, but it wasn't where my, how can I say this? It wasn't where my mind was, you know? Yes, I wanted to make some quality work, but no, I just want to finish this quickly. Now I'm trying to 
put what I like, what I liked as a child, you know, uh, I was always a fan of big hair, those hair metal bands in the 80s, you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to make some art that that brings what I used to like as a child, you know, and trying to put that in the work. And I feel that it's so much better to be honest with, with yourself, you know, and it's way more satisfying to do that when I'm creating and uh, that... I, I can I can see that my art is getting better, but I still have to study a lot more, and there's some more stuff that I could do, but that I can do. But that's part of the process, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, what? How how old were you when you started drawing and making art? Uh, dude, I have some some stuff here. When I was six years old, I have some drawings. <laughs> yeah, but I believe that that was about it. When I was six years old, I started drawing. You know, then I. When I was at school, uh, I paid attention in class by drawing. I, I, that was my way of, of focusing on the, on the teacher. I spent out drawing all day long, but it was at college too. Yeah, so that's that's part of my life. You know? Yeah, so it just never left. You just always like you just always wanted to do it. How old? What, like around when when you started? Were you like? this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I want to make art or was it kind of like a journey until then you got older and you saw that like, okay, this is an actual like viable option for me. I'm going to continue pursuing it. Second option probably because uh, when I was a teenager, I didn't know what I, what I was going to do with my life and that feeling stuck with me until I was about 20 years old. I started working in advertising, but that wasn't for me. And luckily, I made uh, some freelance work that put me in this line of work, you know, doing art for, for you. And it's been great for, for, I don't know how many years that we've been working together, but yeah, it's been great. Uh, and for a few years ago that I realized that I can get better at art and be better at where I want to be in life, you know. But yeah, it was something that I that I realized when I was older. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are lucky to know what they want to do in life when they're young, but that, that didn't happen for me. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, what did you do in advertising? Was it like design type stuff? Yeah, design type stuff, but when, when I was in college, they saw the idea that advertising, you're going to make some cool art and you're going to have some great clients and that's not the reality, you know? I live in a small town in, in the south of Brazil and the clients we had weren't weren't the big clients where you can make some great campaigns and stuff like that, you know, we're just, uh, you know, the local drugstore and you have to make some flyers for that, yeah. some posters and stuff like that. It, it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> uh, sure. I, I can see that the, that kind of of job working for some people, but yeah, it's like the, the thing that was talking about uh, between soul and soulless, you know, uh, everything that I created at the time was soulless. I was just there to get the paycheck and leave and, it's not a it's not a good way to live life, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. And like what we were talking about before too, it's almost like that's the mindset that we're conditioned. It's like, oh, here's the path laid out in front of you. You find mm -hmm. a career, you make money, you start a family, and then you're all good. But then people such as yourself and and many, many other people realize that like, wait a second, this doesn't really make sense. Like I don't, I don't want to just do something for money. Like I want to do something because it, it fills my heart up. And that's when you kind of start moving into that like higher frequency space, I guess, with some more turbulence mixed in there for the, <laughs> for the lessons, yeah. right? You got to go through those yeah. lessons. But um, 
So like your your style of artwork is there it seems like there's kind of different outlets of like the technique and like the mm-hmm. the design that you're doing and so I've seen ones that are very uh very like graphic design and like almost like computer looking and and very graphic design based and then it's like the ones that you do for head for the hegemon select and pantheon select and azurion select like it's like artwork it's like it's like it looks like illustrations and paintings and stuff like that and so like how did you find these different almost um just like options of creating the artwork and doing it on a freelance way for uh, different clients and stuff like that. Like, did, are you self-taught? Did you just go through these programs yourself and learn how to how to do these things? Yeah, self-taught. Uh, I used to watch uh, some YouTube tutorials when I was younger, but mostly self-taught. And I don't know, I, my skills came from necessity, really. You know, I just had to make something. So yeah, I was just going to do it. And my style developed from, from that, you know. So I'm doing some personal work trying to to find a, a style that's unique to myself you know yeah so but 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 that's a different journey i see the the, the work that i do with clients uh, something that i need to get done for them but it has to be fulfilling to myself too you know i have to be happy with what i'm doing and there's the the, the personal side where i'm trying to find myself through art you know it's a different mentality that i need to have for both things and i think that both can exist at the same time and so far it's been working for me and i'm really happy with where i am right now that's amazing (laughs) yeah i mean i mean the process that we have from me like listening to the song and then kind of writing my little idea out about the scene and then and then you putting your own spin on that scene and on that that description of what it is it's always so fun for me because it's like i have how i'm seeing it in the in this way and so i'll write it out but then i'm like it's up to Prosky from here i don't even know what it's gonna come out like and then it's the collaboration process that like that makes it what it is you know it's like it's not like it's like you are putting your own flavor into it and so like what is the um like what how do you how do you approach that like what is there a specific way that you kind of like see reference images and then um and then soak in kind of what's been written down and then and then do it like is it like i'm just so interested in how it comes to (laughs) fruition um because it's like some of these you know all of them are beautiful and amazing and then personally for some of them they're like mind-blowing to me like I, I look at them over and over and over again and it's it's very uh sentimental on my end too because some of the descriptions I'll put in are things that I'm going through in my own spiritual journey in my own life mm-hmm. and then it's combined with the hegemon character or the pantheon character and azurion and and it, it, it creates this very like sentimental like um it's like putting that frequency into the scene and the landscape and the character's personality and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so, it, I'm so grateful to be able to to do that with you. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, it's a fun process because uh, when you put the description, it, what I like about uh, about the way we work, it's it's the freedom, you know? You, you, you give the description, but it's like I have free 
pretty, I can do whatever I want, you know, but just following that is that description. So what I usually do uh, for the, the Pantheon and Azurium, I, I try to make something that feels like it, it was taken from a comic book, you know, <laughs> that, that's why that's where I begin to, to think about the art. Then I just grab some photo references and try to mix uh, pictures in Photoshop and try to come up with a good angle. And when I have something cool, then that's when I start to work and paint on top of them and do my magic, you know, the, the use some different brushes and whatever. For the Hegemon, uh, uh, it has a different style, so that usually takes more more time <laughs> in the planning in the planning stages because I have to paint everything and then the colors have to be just right, you know, to give that painted look. Uh, I really liked working with every one of them because every every single one has a, have a different approach, you know. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty good, man. It's so cool. <laughs> I like doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool and like, so were you into comic books when you were younger? Um, yeah, yeah, I used to read a lot of Spawn when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, you know? but, right. uh, but like, I wasn't there for the stories. I was more there for the art. You know, I I start I learned how to draw by copying what my family was doing in, in the Spawn comics. You know, just grab grab them and started copying and copying and copying until eventually I got better. Yeah, <laughs> and um and. Like what? What types of art and things were you into? Like you mentioned, uh, like the the big hair rock bands and stuff like that. <laughs> but like, where where does the inspiration kind of like come through? Come from around the way you put your own spin and like own flavor and own styles into things. Like what were you? What were what types of movies were you into growing up? What types of movies are you into now? What types of like just stories and and music and stuff like that? Like you mentioned Star Wars. Were you have you always been big into Star Wars? When I was a kid, definitely, man. I used to love that. Uh, my mother rented the the VHS of the of the New Hope, and I watched that as a kid, and I loved it. But I think that it's it's not a conscious thing when I'm creating art, you know. Uh, it's like I, I built a library of references with everything that I saw when I was a kid. And most of the things came from, most of my references came from video games. <laughs> I used to play King of Fighters a lot, and a lot of fighting games. Uh, and comic books, like I said, Spawn and stuff like that, and action movies. I used to love watching, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies when I was a kid. <laughs> and, and as I grew older, I started to be... I don't know, I'm more honest with my with my taste in music and, and movies, you know. There was a time in my life where I, uh, where I wanted to be uh, a movie connoisseur, you know, just watching some highbrow stuff. And but but that isn't that isn't me, you know. So I stopped doing that and started to be more honest with myself. These days, I'm really into action movies, and uh, every other day I watch uh, anime, anime? <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, because, dude, the, the, the Japanese have a way of telling stories. I'm watching uh, Villain Saga with my girlfriend uh, this past weeks, and the way they described uh, how to look at life, it's so cool, man. And we don't have this in Western media, and that, that's what I really enjoy about watching these animes every now and then, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've never gotten fully into anime myself, but when friends have showed me um, different series and I've it's it's so cool it sucks me in and it's very like uh like i like that you just said kind of western media it's very eastern like philosophy based around it's like that spiritual perspective rather than yeah. rather than material 
Yeah, uh, Villain Saga is about Vikings and there's some stuff about Christianity and some Vikings are Christians and and they talk about how they look at life and wh uh, what is love and how to be a warrior and how you don't need to have a sword to be a warrior. And th there's the those philosophical questions that are, I don't know, there isn't, it's like, it's not a, a how can I say this? It's like, it's easy entertainment, you know, it's, it's about fighting and stuff like that, but it has these philosophical questions too. So it's not like you're wasting time watching a meaningless thing, you know, you, you, you come out of it with something else to talk about. And that's what I really enjoy so far. Like, I don't watch a lot of anime, but when I watch, I usually, usually like what I see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, again, it's like that frequency, like that frequency that's being put into it of the higher kind of spiritual realms of like, you know, I love the idea that we are not humans having a spiritual experience that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so it's like, as we're seeing things like that, like you're describing, like the philosophical point of views based around kind of religious philosophies. And I know that uh, religion for some people is like a trigger word but there is a there is there is a lot of truth based in those those parables and those stories oh, sure, and so sure. it's like it's almost like you're remembering things from like a soul level when you when when you expose yourself to those types of stories and the, the mythology and and the way that they they describe those perspectives like i'm um as i'm sure you can tell from the way that hegemon and pantheon and azurion characters are structured i'm very into marvel um and the, mm -hmm. and the dc um ways of storytelling do you do you like those types of those movies and those stories and those characters uh those movies when endgame happened i thought thank god i don't need to watch them anymore <laughs> it was a journey of 10 years watching movies you know <laughs> and that's it i'm okay with marvel now but yeah i used to like them a lot when i was a kid too uh but like i said i didn't read them that much it was more about the the, the art you know but i man i the, the X-Men cartoons, on the other hand, I used to watch them a lot. Yeah. The Fantastic Four, the Iron Man ones. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Those, I think those are very much like pillars of the way that kind of modern modern storytelling and modern mythology is uh, is is portrayed now and, and created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they for sure use older stories to come up with their stories, you know, so they resonate better with everyone. Yeah. It's like the um, the hero's journey, you know, the, the monomyth and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, the hero's journey is like... I always so I never really got into Star Wars. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm within like the last six months actually. I'm uh, much more into it now. But I always kind of wondered what was the thing that made it maybe the the greatest storytelling of all time in in a lot of people's eyes. The greatest movies ever created, and I learned that it is specifically about the hero's journey, and that mm -hmm. it it it, it touches on all of the things that are are structured throughout the hero's journey and like um luke is going through the hero's journey and him facing darth vader is a metaphor for the father wound throughout the hero's journey and um mm -hmm. and then i even also learned that george lucas uh learned vedic and transcendental meditation from oh, cool. one of the um 
the like I, I the, like yogis i guess who helped mm -hmm. push that vedic knowledge and transcendental knowledge and uh the other group or entertainment uh, people that have learned and used this meditation are the Beatles. And so here you have <clears throat> Star Wars and the Beatles, and it's no wonder why their art is so popular because they were putting that frequency of like ancient knowledge and ancient meditation into their art. And so even more like Yoda in Star <clears throat> Wars is based on uh, I think his name is Maharash Yogi, the yogi who taught George Lucas the meditation. So oh, that's Yoda, cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and so Yoda is is actually based around that type of character, and then the the Vedic knowledge and meditation is um, it's a, a this kind of like the science of consciousness in the universe, and it's a very like um, honored knowledge to where you can you 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 learn it through only becoming like uh not certified but like you actually have to pay to learn from a certified teacher of it so they're not just like spreading this knowledge to whoever can whoever wants it because it's such like a sacred knowledge but it's based <clears throat> around like sound in the universe and how like the force using the force is like consciousness and so it's all kind of like based around like the jedi and mm -hmm. like that it's so cool to see how that knowledge and meditative insight is then applied to movies and storytelling and then people soak it up like that without even realizing that that's what it what it's about yeah i think that star wars hit a perfect uh, perfect mix of art, music, and storytelling because it's a simple story, but it's done in such a I don't know. It, it's not a cynical way of telling that story, you know. It's it's kind of full, filled with magic, you know. Like you said, you have Master Yoda, and then he lifts the X wing from the from the swamp, and it I don't know. It, it, it like takes you takes you back to when you were a kid, you know. You have that that sort of wonder when you look at the world and, and that's what i liked about the, the the older movies because they had that and that's why i don't like the new movies because they don't have that yeah you know, it's like a product of of its time and yeah yeah that's what happens when a mega corporation buy your franchise oh for sure <laughs> absolutely how do you feel like the wonder plays in for your own creation and your own artwork like is there um do you find that if you're not nourishing that state of wonder, almost that like inner child-like state of wonder and curiosity about the world, then it's harder for your artwork to kind of like embody that that grand perspective of things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm I, I'm not drawing for myself for like a couple of weeks because I'm trying to look for that again. You know, uh, there was a time that I was creating every day of the week, but then I realized that. It was just becoming a process, you know, uh, and it wasn't coming from that that honest place. Now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do, but I know I'll find <laughs> myself again, you know. And it's like a, a personal journey in your mind where you try to see uh, where where you need to be, where you're, where you're putting yourself in your work, you know. And I'm going through that process right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
And how do you, what do you do specific things to kind of like find that wonder again? Like, do you go out in nature? Do you watch old movies? Do you read books or look at old art? Like what, what is your process of kind of, do you just allow things to kind of rest and then, and then finding that rest, that wonder kind of like replenishes or like, what, what do you, what do you do? Um, uh, going to the gym usually helps okay. <laughs> because that's the time for myself and I'm just focused on in the moment. It's like a meditation, you know, and, and it's really good for me. Uh, I usually look at art books, usually follow some artists on Twitter and see where they are, where they are with their art. And then I, it's like I put myself a goal, you know, uh, they are so good doing that thing. I need to get there. And that's and when I see what they're doing, I usually become inspired and that's where I find my wonder, you know? Yeah. It's usually, usually take me, it takes me a while because we're so used to seeing uh, the, these artists constantly updating their stuff, you know? So you kind of get used to what they're doing. So I have to look for new stuff and it's a whole, it's a whole process, you know? Yeah. Social media was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's about like, I think not like forcing it, you know, right. Like realizing yeah. that you're kind of hitting that those walls a little bit and then saying, okay, let me pull my, let me take my foot off of the gas pedal for a little bit and like just mm -hmm. go, go into idle and let me just kind of slowly coast until I'm, I'm feeling that, that inspiration again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm taking that time to study, you know, because usually study is just, um, a mental thing that I had to do. So since I'm not inspired to create new stuff, I'm going to spend the time trying to get better. Hopefully, the, the inspiration comes afterwards. You know? Yeah. But but I, that's the thing for me. I I can't stop creating. You know, the I don't want to be like that. I don't want to feel that I I'm stuck and I'm that's it. That's it for me. I hit my. No, no, the finish line. Yeah. I, I don't want to feel like that. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's who you are. It's who we are. Yeah. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. tapping into that that human essence of just creating, whether it's art and creating the the path that you want to be an artist in. Um, what is what is studying specifically? Is it what you just kind of described around like looking at old art, or are you actually like going into uh, like books and textbooks around art and and the the processes around it, like what does that mean to you? Both, um, because when I was a kid, like I said, I used to copy a lot of uh, comic books, but I never formally study things, you know, study anatomy and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a thing that I, I see that I need to get better at, and that's where that's why, what I'm doing, you know, trying to get better at, at the fundamentals to be a better artist. That's yeah, awesome. because I, I believe that when you know the rules, you can break them better. You know? <laughs> and since I don't know those rules. Uh, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I love that so much. When you know the rules, <laughs> you can break them better. That is a, that is a uh, um, that is an immortal quote that will live on forever. I love that so much. It's so true. And it's like art is about kind of pushing past those limitations, right? It, it's breaking mm -hmm. the rules over and over and over again. And that's because you don't find the authentic art by following the rules and following the limitations. You, you keep pushing those boundaries in order to, to expand and expand your own view of, of your creative potential. Yeah, and, and like like I said, since I never studied, it's like I'm trapped inside a small box 
the filled with my vices, you know, everything that I learned to draw and the repetition, but the, the, the fundamentals are a bigger box. And since I'm stuck here, I need to get here to break it even more, you know? Yeah. It's all about just continuing to climb outside of those boxes. And it's just like bigger mm-hmm. and bigger boxes, right? Um, how do you feel like, um, I don't know if you, it's kind of like a question that I asked earlier, but how do you feel like doing things like meditation and uh, breath work and even cold showers helps you push through those limitations, helps you push out of those boxes and, and break the rules per se? Um, it's like I'm getting rid of the noise mentally, you know? Yeah. So uh, I told you earlier that meditation is helping me get into that flow state while I'm, while I'm creating. And I realized I've been doing meditation like every day of the week for the last couple of weeks. And I realized this week that the, that feeling of procrastination isn't there anymore. Like, uh, usually I had that and I just, you know, ah, I want to lay down and like, but, but now I'm, I feel that I want to lay down, but fuck that feeling. <laughs> so I get back to work and that that's really something awesome for me because like I said, that was my struggle, you know, but, and the cold showers, it's like, it's like, facing you facing your fears you you said that to me too but uh, i hate cold showers you have no oh, idea yeah. uh, even this. the summer <laughs> even the summer i take hot showers and but but get into cold showers like you know what i'm going to focus take a deep breath and get in that cold shower and it's becoming a calm a calming experience you know it's it's really it's really cool <laughs> seeing that and realizing that and the uh, we half method that i'm doing every night you know it's relaxing because again you 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 are present in that moment you know just focus on your breath and that's the only thing in your mind and when you're done you everything is clear you know yeah yeah um the cold showers thing is is funny they're like they do suck they're horrible but (laughs) that's the point right because it's like yeah that's the point (laughs) because even if even if we're wanting to do something in a day that fulfills us that mind noise can like make it look like cold water and then mm-hmm. because you can, can kind of recall like oh i actually stepped into physical cold water like this isn't this isn't anything i can step into this and then you step into it and it's like oh this isn't so bad it's actually relaxing in a way yeah uh the the video that i saw from david goggins today he was talking about how he runs every morning because it sucks and when he does something that sucks you know he's ready to face the the, the rest of the day because he already been through the wars you know yeah and that's a great mindset to have because you've, you've done something that's that's awful for you but you're okay so nothing else can hurt you yeah david yeah. goggins is great i love david goggins have you read his book uh, I started listening to the audio book because when he was on Joe Rogan, he, he they talked about how he's very different from the normal audio book because there's this guy reading and he's in the room and it's been pretty great. But I stopped listening to it because I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get back to listening to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I listened. Uh, I listened to it as well instead of reading it. It was. It's really cool. It's just like every time I'm. I'm not. I'm feeling like that procrastination or that I don't want to do something that I don't want to work out. Uh, I hear like David Goggins in my head. He's like, come on, <laughs> come on motherfucker. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and he made me realize that it, 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 one of the quotes he said on the on the video is like, "You have the comfort. You have a, a comfort place in in your day every day. You know, there's there's always something that you need that you do on the day that you relax. So why do you need a whole day to relax? You know, because you're doing it every day. And when he said that, I, said, yeah, I realized that yeah, I do that every day. Why 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 I do? Why do I do that? You know? Yeah. So so yeah, I started to. I try at least, and every day is is a new battle, you know. Try to to focus more on on myself and overcoming those those feelings of letting myself go because I don't know. I'm 33 years old right now, and I feel that I'm getting older, and time is running out to be a you know a better person. You know, so yeah, every day I need to be, be present and be more than I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, so how did you start finding freelance, uh, like clients? Like, what did you do to, to get in contact with artists or record labels or any, you know, cause do you mostly do like stuff within the music space and do cover arts and, yeah. and things like that? So like, yeah, what was the, space. what was the process of, of, of stepping into that? Back in 2011, uh, I designed the logo for Knife Party. Oh, uh, shit. Rob Yeah. Rob Swire uh, posted on Twitter, hey, I'm looking for uh, graphic design people to work on a new project. And then I set my portfolio. I, I, I didn't, I don't think I even had a site. I think I only had a Behance profile. And he liked it, sent the briefing, and then I read it and did some things, and he liked it, and yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. So when people started asking who made your logo, uh, every time, every chance they could, they they sent, they posted my name, my Twitter account, and people started going after me. So I developed a portfolio, and that's it. I just started sending my stuff, and things started happening from there. That is amazing. So you made the official Knife Party logo? Yeah. And the record label logo. <laughs> that that's is, pretty awesome. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. And so, like, did you then from kind of having eyes pointed your way, were you able to practice and exercise the different styles that you because so some people would come and say i want this and it would be more of kind of like a graphic design style and then other people mm. would come and and you'd be able to do more of an illustration style and so did things kind of like open up for you from there yeah that, that's pretty much what happened uh at the same time i started doing some fan arts for the game hotline miami i don't know if you heard about it uh and more people started talking about this style that I had, and I had more clients wanting some arts, and things went from there. I love yeah, it. It's been a pretty crazy journey. Oh, I love it, man. It <laughs> feels... I, dude, I, I'm I'm really lucky to to be where I am. I know it's I'm, I'm very grateful for where I am because I know it's it's very hard for some people to to start doing freelance work and they're, they're stuck in the night time job and they want to do art, you know, and they they don't have the starting point. And I'm pretty lucky to, to be where I am because they were my starting point and they are huge, you know, and that's a great starting point to have. Yeah. And I think gratitude is such an important part of that fulfillment, right? Is like mm -hmm. if finding gratitude, I think for everyday things, the roof over your head, the, your, the, the people in your life, uh, really 
and everything, but then like examining if there isn't gratitude per se around your job, uh, then why isn't there gratitude and can you change that? Can you make that change? Can you, can you start doing something or moving towards something that will give you gratitude that you will be grateful for? And, you know, even with a nine to five job, I think it's like, if you, it's important to be in that state of gratitude. So if it's like, if this is where I'm at for now, then I get to do this job and I get a, a return paycheck for it. And so that's, that's, I think a perfectly okay intention when you're finding that gratitude, but constantly examining like, where do I want to be? Where, what, what type of moves and steps can I take to, to be in a, uh, a place where every day I'm waking up and I'm so grateful for everything that I get to put my energy towards and, and the choices that I get to make. Like what, what would, cause you, you know, knife party was a big part of it. That was, a, that's a great opportunity, um, that kind <clears throat> of helped lift you up, but you were the one that were, that found that and saw that online and you <laughs> went for it. You know, it wasn't like this, oh, I see this opportunity and like letting the mind chatter and the noise be like, oh, that's not going to happen. Don't even do it. Like you were still like, okay, I'm going to do this. You did it. Uh-huh. And then it happened. And so it's like, what would you say to someone who is in a nine to five job that they're not grateful for, that they want to start stepping into a path of doing art, of doing whatever it is, doing teaching yoga, teaching anything, or, or just stepping into a path that's more fulfilling? Like, what, what would you say to them if they came to you and, and asked you something, you know, like what, what would be your words of advice? <laughs> well, uh, I think it never hurts to try, you know, you already have the no, so why don't go for the yes, you know, so uh, when I sent my portfolio to them, uh, I think I saw the, I don't know if you know who Nardwar is, oh, it's yeah. a Canadian guy, yeah. <laughs> that, guy so, that guy's ridiculous, yeah, he's, he's amazing, <laughs> uh, I saw his TED talk and he just, he was talking about the interviews that he, that he had, and the, the thing about them is that he just asked for the interviews, you know? He just go, went for, the, for, for whoever it was and, hey, can I interview? Then say yes, and that, that happened. And I, and I thought when he was looking for portfolios, I figured, yeah, why not? And then things happen, you know? So don't be afraid to hear the no. Just go for the opportunities when life presents you because... They are very few. There are very few opportunities, but you have to to grab them when when you realize that that's something cool. That if it if it's there for me right now, I need to latch on to it, you know, because something cool may happen in the future. Yeah, that's that's so spot on, and that's definitely something that I even need to hear right now because it's like as I'm <laughs> as I'm doing more of this podcast, um, I'm getting to the point where it's like. I want to reach out to people who I've never even had a conversation with before, who they don't know who I am. And it's like, what is the thing that holds me back from sending them a message on Instagram or from finding their email and sending them an email? It's the fear of getting turned down, the fear of no. And it's like, okay, what's the worst case scenario from someone telling me no? I'm right at the spot that I'm already at. <laughs> and so, yeah, and yeah, so it's know, like, so, so what is there to lose, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel that our mind plays, plays that game with us all the time, you know, and we just have to overcome that fear. And, and 
it's a very silly fear to have, you know. Oh no, they're gonna reject me. So what? You know, keep doing you because something will happen. No. Yeah. And if you're and like in my case, if, if with my art, and if my art sucks, it's not the time for that thing to happen. But if they like my art, cool, that's awesome. Something cool will happen, you know. So keep doing you, and when you have the opportunity, just go for it, and don't be afraid of rejection because. It will happen. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. don't be afraid of it. And it's like maybe take some cold showers. Picture the cold water as rejection. Step right yeah. into it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really hard to develop the, the, the confidence, you know, to to face the rejection. But but it's something that you need to to learn how to do it because it will get to get you. It will get you to a better place in life. That's for sure. And yeah, and I think that. It's like that's how the confidence is built, right? Is just going for it, going into it, and hearing the no, and then going, well, mm -hmm. you know what? That doesn't change anything. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I think people have this misconception that people who find success in doing something that fulfills them, in creating art, um, in these <clears throat> different types of things, um, they just were born with a hundred percent confidence and, and that's how they got there. But it's like, no, they just, they, they did it over and over and over again. And they heard no, and they, and they heard, they got turned down and, and the confidence is, is built. It's not just like something, I mean, maybe some people have it and they just don't care and they'll just go for it. But it's like, that's how it's built is like stepping into it over and over and over and over again. And yeah, you, you just look back at all the hours you spent doing something and see and, and you see that, yeah, I've put 10 years in, of my life doing this. I'm good. You know, yeah. I have the confidence to present myself. Yeah. And yeah, that's part of the struggle of life. You know? yeah. Just keep doing you and one, one day you'll get there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like what's. What's next for you on the path forward? Like, well, I, like you know, keep it, continuing to do freelance and and the different things with uh, indie music group and Hegemon and Pantheon and then all of the other clients that you have and will continue to have. But also in terms of like personally, like Protsky, like what what is the art that you want to put out that you want to be known for the the when someone's not coming to you as like a client, like what is, <clears throat> what is the type of art that you, that you want to put out? Mm, man, when, oh, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like oh, work I will keep doing the, uh, the stuff that I'm doing because I'm really happy with what I'm, where I am right now, like I said, and I want to experience life like when the, when COVID stops, <laughs> the pandemic stops, I want to travel the world, you know, see some different places because the work that I do, I can do anywhere in the world, you know, and I never took this opportunity to travel. And that's really silly on my, on my part, you know, because I could, I know, go anywhere I want and see different cultures and stuff like that. And I feel that when I'm at, when I travel to different places, my art will be different too because I'll be seeing a lot of different stuff and I'll be inspired by the places I met, you know. And that's where I I want to be in the future. I want to be absorbing new stuff, you know, because I'm really tired of where I am right now. Uh, like I said, where I'm living right now because it's a small city, but I feel that I've seen everything that the city has to offer, you know, that this life here has to offer, and I need to learn more, you know, because 
I don't want to stop learning. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what. Yeah, that's what I feel I want to be in the future. I don't know when that will happen because the pandemic, <laughs> but that's what I want to be in the future. Yeah, and I believe that when I when I am a traveling and doing that, my art will, will resonate more with people. And I don't know. I just want to. I was talking to my friend uh, this weekend about doing art, and I feel that where I want to be is make cool stuff for cool people. And that's it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be. I want, I want to look at my work and, and think, man, that's cool, and see people talking, man, that's cool. And that's where I want to be because I feel, I feel that it's it will be very fulfilling, you know, to make something that you're proud of and people like to look at what I, what I've done and getting paid for it is a pleasure. <laughs> hey, there you go, right? There you go. Uh, and it's like it's almost like you know, like you said, find what we were talking about before taking the foot off the gas pedal and finding that wonder again, finding that inspiration. It's like being where you are, you said you've, you've kind of soaked up everything in, in the surroundings. So now you're finding that in, in, in books, in, in old mm-hmm. artwork and different things. And so then if you're able to go travel and soak up the inspiration from those different cultures, that's that wonder, right? That's that, that's that being struck over and over again with awe, with the just the beauty and perfection of life and and culture and um, the art that is has been crafted in, from ancient cultures and all of these different things. And so that's that's where the wonder is. Just like it's like a sponge, right? Like you're just soaking it up and then putting it into the art that you're then creating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to look at different nature, you know, because I'm so used to to the forests here, and there's there's so many beautiful landscapes around the world, you know. And I feel that I'm losing by not traveling, you know. I'm I'm losing something by not traveling. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 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 very optimistic about the future. Um, I know some people right now might be. Uh, choosing to be in in the mindset of, you know, kind of negativity and pessimism. But as we were talking about before, just why, why would we choose that? You know, let's always, let's always be optimistic and, and, and hold that faith that the future will transform into beauty that we can't even imagine and comprehend right now. Yeah. It's, it's hard to think like that. It you is. Know, it's really hard because when you start looking at the news and you, you get into the, that cycle of reading news and reading comments and uh, reading stuff from all the sides of the conversation. And usually people are very negative, you know, talking about everything that's happening in the world. And you start to to become, I don't know if depressed is the right word, but you you know, the, it's like you, it's some it's like a heavy weight gets dropped in your, on your head and you start to, to change your posture and get, get that feeling of defeat in life, you know. So I think it's really important to to step back from everything that happens in the world every now and then and just focus on your own journey because that's what really matters. You can change what the politicians are doing for no matter how hard you try. <laughs> the corruption will be always there, you know? <laughs> so I think it's it's important to, to strive for the better of yourself and the people around you because that those are the people that will be around you until the day you die. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what a what a beautiful ending. I think that that's a perfect spot to wrap up this amazing conversation. And I just wanted to express gratitude again for you, man. And just like the 
inspiration that you give me every every day every every time we work together and i see that new art it's just like i'm struck with that awe with that wonder um and yeah man just thank you so much for for hopping on this and and giving us your perspective around everything i i think people are going to uh really resonate with the frequency that you bring all right thank you for the opportunity man i love talking to you yeah absolutely man um do you want to just I'll put these in the show description too, like your website and your social links and stuff like that. But if you want to just let people know where they can find you, um, if anybody wants to reach out for freelance work or just check out some of the work that you post online or your portfolio, portfolio where they can find you at. Uh, I'm more active on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash Brodsky. Uh, you can send me an email, Brodsky at gmail.com. And the rest of the links, I'll send it to you so you can put on the description. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, sounds good, man. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you for inviting me, man.